Sunday. Play 92.9 ESPN. Right now, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football at FanDuel. All you got to do is place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Panthers and the Bears, and you will get bonus bets back if you don't win. If you win, great. Put the money in your pocket. If you don't win, you get bonus bets back. You can use your own same-game three-leg parlay or use one of the popular pre-built same game parlays over at FanDuel's top rated sports book app. FanDuel is safe and secure. It's official sports betting partner of the NFL. Go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. Must be 21 or older and present Tennessee. Refund issued is now a drawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund, five bucks unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Bedline, 1-800-889-9789. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a runway, bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Wednesday. We got a busy show today. Wednesdays are always busy because John Martin's in here in the next segment. Learned something yesterday about John Martin that shocked me. Shocked me. I was listening to his show and uh, and uh, you know you think you know a guy and and you learn something new. So uh, we'll talk to John about all manner of things. Chris Harrington, straight up at. 10 o'clock, eat a story of the Daily Memphian on the future of your television watching and the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll talk to Chris about that and and about Taylor Jenkins, honestly, the job that he's been doing. And then Sam Hardiman rolls on in here at uh, 10.30 or so (laughs) with some stories about the city, some stories about the city. It is sort of remarkable, Jeffrey, um, one of the pieces that Sam had was, you know, in this 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 tax district that's going to be used to fund right the stadium, or yep. whatnot. Uh, the, but Liberty Park, it's been the 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 the, the facility over there. Um, it draws on tax revenue from the Chick Fil A on Union, mm-hmm. which is a little weird. Do they really get credit? You know what I mean. The sure. imp- the implication is well. If you increase tax revenues from A to B, we'll give you the difference. Right. Do you think anyone who drove through that Chick-fil-A, and many of you did, uh, did so because of anything going on that the city is doing with the tax district? No. I suspect any of us, is n- the answer is no. Does that mean that— Oh, if, a, if someone brings their bas- young basketball right, the idea player would be the volleyball team the sport, or the basketball right, team, exactly. yeah, and they went to Chick-fil-A. They go to Chick-fil-A. Right. But to your point, I can see that. What percentage of their customers is that? Also striking how much tax money was actually generated by the stadium itself. Mm-hmm. And it was precious little. Um, and so it's why I've always said, I don't, because I have argued in favor of public funding of stadiums in Memphis. Only because there's no other choice, right? Yeah. And but I understand there's this philosophical debate that I used to have with David Waters uh, back when when FedEx Forum was originally being built about whether the the you know what whether you should whether a city should 
step up and pony up and pay public dollars for stadiums for private businesses. And when I'm in that debate, because, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm very clear, I think best off if all the, the teams built them themselves. But given that that's not a world we occupy, I live in the world we occupy, I think a place like Memphis has to pony up. But um, I never base my side of that argument on the economic impact of the team in question. Sure. Because every single economist will tell you does not justify you, – you cannot purely through the economic impact justify spending public dollars on a stadium. And if you look at just, for example, the tax dollars that are thrown off by – and we'll get into this with Sam by, – by activities at the Liberty Bowl – not really a tax generator. Better to have a Panera. Mm-hmm. Much better to have a Panera, right? Just in terms of, of tax generation, which is a uh, it, which which reflects the economic activity at that place, sure. right? And so there's more economic activity uh, at a Panera than there is at a football stadium, right? So um, so there you go. We'll go, we'll get into all of that with Sam, who also put in a special request to talk about sandwiches. And I gather you have previewed this discussion with him or? So he, when he was going through some of the, the tax Pop. money, he was, uh-huh. he, was, he was playing his own game of writer than right trivia and he was quizzing me on could I, could I come up with how much revenue that certain establishments had generated. I see. I got you. I didn't, anyway, dis- so I didn't disappoint. So that's great. Um, we got John Martin, we got Chris Harrington, and we have Sam Hardiman. Uh... Um, we will not uh, talk much about the elections last night. Uh, nationally, it was good for uh, the blue. Uh, in Mississippi, it was good for the red. Um, I will tell you this. Ohio uh, has legalized weed. How many states do you think? Ohio became, it is unfair that we just ask you random questions all the time. <laughs> Ohio, and I don't expect you to nail this. The, 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 but how many states do you think? Ohio is the third, the 49th, uh, So this is recreationally, state correct? to legalize weed recreationally, yeah. Wait, Seventh? What, what do you think? 24th. Oh, God. I think there was, I saw there was like something about maybe seven states had some type of ballot, but my first instinct was like 21st. Yeah, should have gone first. You know what they always say, Jeffrey? Go with your gut. Go with your first First answer is always your best. Yeah. Uh, And uh, so there you go. If you want to get high, get high in Ohio. Have you been getting high? (laughs) Nothing really sounds more fun than getting a high in Ohio. Um, That feels like a nice, like... It's a a bumper sticker. Well, it's just like an indie rock album. Ohio. Something like that. Exactly, Getting high in Ohio. Uh, all right, moving right along, we do have some sports to talk about. We'll start with the Grizz. Grizz tonight. Oh, here's another random question, Jeffrey. Okay. What former first-round draft picks of the Memphis Grizzlies play for the Miami Heat currently? And there's two of them. Okay, former former first-round draft picks of the Memphis Grizzlies play for the Miami Heat currently. There's two of them. Okay, so. Uh, Kevin Love, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, 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 the, duh, Lowry. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Love was the the, the harder one because yeah. he never played for the Grizzlies, obviously, but he was a first-round draft pick of the Grizzlies. Kevin Love and Kyle Lowry both uh, play for the Miami Heat. The Grizzlies are a one-and-a-half-point underdog. That seemed about right to you, Jeffrey? Yeah, that feels about right. I mean, considering the injury report, which now apparently is like the length of a scroll. Yeah, we'll get to the injury report. Uh, we'll get to it right now. So, uh... Tillman is still day-to-day with a knee, right? Indeed. Day-to-day with a knee. Uh, Derek Rose is out. Correct. Tillman is also listed as out. Right. Tillman, Even yes. though, but yes. Out his, and his day-to-day yes. with a knee. Yeah. yeah. Rose is out. Yep. Uh, it could be a matter of weeks for Derek Rose. Uh, who's coming back first? Derek Rose, John Morant? I still think I would go Derek Rose. Could be close. But I... If you were hoping that this is... If this is the... the Listen, we all know he was brought in to, bent, to mentor, not mentor, to mentor John Morant. But, um, and he can still do that. But he was also, and by the way, for the first 25 games, that's when he'll play. Yeah. Well. I mean, I did, I wondered on Monday 
if you think back to the Friday game when it was starting to kind of like spin out of control, would Derek have been playing point guard to kind of have a stabilizing factor? Possibly. I certainly can't. It wasn't like they were giving up anything on the defensive end. Uh, Steven Adams obviously out. Brandon Clark obviously out. John Morant obviously out. We said Tillman is out. Rose is out. Conchar doubtful. John Conchar doubtful with a hip strain. And Jake LaRavia has been dispatched to the hustle. The old G League assignment. So, do you do you believe that there is a real possibility when John ja Morant comes back and they have to lose someone off the current roster that that someone could be Jake Laravia? I believe it is possible. I still think it would be unlikely, but yes, I do. I do think that that is very much on the table. Okay, to the extent that it is not, to the extent that they would not do it, mm-hmm. um, is it because it's a bad look and it's just you can't, you know, a year and a half later cut a guy who you traded up to draft? Or is it because, and the more charitable uh, interpretation would be, if they don't do it, is that it's not just that it would be look bad. It's that they believed in this guy when they drafted him. They scouted him, and they th- stink, think, think, they think it could still Freudian be. Freudian slip there. It could, st- <laughs> it could still be in there. That the, w- what they saw could still be in there, and it's their job to uh, extract it. So I think it's closer to the latter, but I also think it's a bit of, I don't think in the end refusing to cut him would be an an optics move. Like, they're not doing... It can't be optics. But they're just I, not worried about... It. You You just don't. There might be some circumstances under which teams, first-round picks a year late, you know, in the NFL, right? Sure. First-round first round picks never get cut a year later in the NFL, and I think there is optics. You've got a massive roster. I just don't think the Grizzlies could be operating on the basis of optics. No, I, I agree with you on that. However, I would make the argument, I think they have an inflated view of him because if you just brought in... Like, let's say we brought in a, a roster arbitrator. He would be one of the first people that would be on the chopping block. Because the argument would be, so you've given this guy ample opportunities. He's not presented himself as a credible NBA player. Why are you keeping him? But I think that... I, here was, here, I, the, the, the counter would be, you know what? Uh, Santi Aldama looked like crap for a while. Uh, uh Zaire Williams hasn't looked so great. You're you're investing in him, so why not similarly bring Jake Laravia along? Show Jake Laravia the same patience that you've shown Zaire Williams and that you showed Santi Aldama. Again, it's a reasonable it's a reasonable analysis, but I would also say the this Santi Aldama did not look good his rookie year, but he looked great the second summer. Right, and Jake did not. And and more importantly, you started him night one, and he looked good. The, in his second year. The um, that's true, and Jake did not. The uh, he didn't get starting, but he did not look good. Started his second year. Jake, um, by the way, was um, so he was picked with the 19th overall pick. People whiff on 19th overall picks all the time. The deal was um, they they dealt the 22nd overall and the 29th overall to move up to get the 19th overall and a future second. And with those picks, uh, obviously Walker Kessler was drafted uh, 22, and Ty Ty Washington was drafted 29. So uh, there you have it. Uh, Heat, um, they've won their last two against the Wizards and the Lakers. Um, In the last one, Bam Adebayo had a 20-rebound uh, triple-double, that seems good. 22 points, 20 rebounds, uh, and 10 assists. Tyler Harrow, after being shopped and shopped and shopped and shopped and shopped, has looked very good uh, to start the year. But they can't score. Their offensive rating is 26th in the league. Their defensive rating is 13th. Honestly, it's sort of the, uh, a similar, better numbers than the Grizzlies, but kind of the same thing. Really bad offensively, as the Grizzlies have been. Um, they are 0-3 on the road. Correct. So that's good. Indeed. And possible Jimmy Butler's not playing? Possible. What are we, um, I don't know, how important is this game? 
I mean, don't you need to get a home win at some point? <laughs> Reward the folks for showing up? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing make or break about the game, but it's, uh, it certainly would be nice. It certainly would be nice to have streamers fall. We've had hammer nail coffin. We have. We've we, had it once. We now need streamers to fall because you don't get road streamers, but you Correct. get home streamers, and so we will hope – uh, for the best tonight. I mean, I think you gotta start. You gotta start winning some home games. Forget just the streamers and the the era of good feelings. It used you to will. be fabulous at home. You a, remember those days? A, a big unbelievably, part. unbelievably good the best at home. home record in the NBA last year. But a big part of it is like I still don't think that the Grizzlies are going to be world beaters on the road. Like you're going to have to start winning, winning some home games. Yes. Well, maybe it's the absence of Dylan Brooks. Maybe that's what's critical, defending the home court. Dylan Brooks, the, uh, after last night, there was no NBA because of election night. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight, uh, you've got the Rockets and the Lakers. And so Dylan Brooks uh, asked about this and asked about LeBron in advance, said he just like would like to say nothing. No, he did not say that. He'd like to say nothing at all. Of course, he didn't say that. What he said, not, I didn't think this was inflammatory. But whatever, at this point, anything he says is going to be uh, news. And this is what he said. Ready to lock him up uh, about LeBron. He's shooting the ball well. He's been playing well for an old man. No, he didn't say that either. He said he's shooting the ball well. He's been playing well. So I'm just there to make him tired, make him get to that fourth quarter early, he said. He also did say um, that uh, he said, I feel like he controls the media. I feel like a lot of guys, you know, have these podcasts, that's Draymond Green he's talking about, and love social media, but I don't really like it. I don't really like media. If I didn't have to talk to you guys, I wouldn't talk to you guys. And, you know, I just block it out and just play basketball. Uh, Went on to uh, talk about LeBron some more, full courting him when he wants to bring it up. Anytime he's posting up on the block, I'm bumping him, bumping him on the jog back. If he's guarding me, I want to attack him. Of course he does. Just getting him into multiple actions. He said it ain't about me or him. That's what the matchup says in the beginning of the game, L.A. Lakers versus Houston Rockets. It's about getting us the win and keep the winning streak going. So, anything in there strike you? Yeah, there's there's a few things. Number one, I wish she would have felt that same way on the last possession in game four. Um and not let him just get to the rack and lay it in and send it to overtime. Secondly, I mean, what I would tell Dylan is, like, you know, I understand the whole media thing, but it's not like I never felt like Dylan was misrepresented for the most part. No, no. I mean, the truth of the matter is um, Dylan can say he hates all the media all he wants. He would hold forth. And um, he, he created um, everything that existed between the Grizzlies and the Lakers, or certainly between uh, him and, and LeBron, with what he said. I, I, if we go back and you listen to that clip again, you can hear me reacting with a loud guffaw when he said it because I was like, what, did, what, did, what just happened? What in the world? It was stunning that he said it. It was it was moronic that he said it. And so he can say that LeBron controls the media, but had he not said what he said, it just wouldn't have been an issue. Correct. It's all because of what Dylan said at a time when the Grizzlies were literally, as an organization, trying to go out of their way to tone it down. And so like he the created one, it. The one that I would... The one that I would defend him on, the first comments when before the series started, remember he's like, you know, you want to beat the best. And right. LeBron, like, I thought that was a completely... That's fine. Like, that was... But it was, to your point, it was then, it's like the next. He's old. It's... He's uh, old. it's yeah. it It's crazy. And now, I'll say this. Dylan sounds to me like a guy who doesn't understand the media. Who just doesn't understand it, and who always like he would love to be understand loved. the use of the he media. would love to be loved. I mean, the truth of the matter is, Dylan would love to be loved, and um, and doesn't really understand why he's not. Doesn't really he has a an incredibly self inflated view of himself. Remember when he used to refer to him as was one part of the big three mm-hmm. in Memphis, and so he just is sort of befuddled why 
people clown on him all the time. Why Draymond Green clowns on him at the podcast and why people, you know, glory in LeBron James literally and metaphorically dunking on him. He doesn't quite get it. Um, and so, and, and, but in a perfect world, he's had to embrace the villain thing because he's, the other thing hasn't worked for him. He would love to be, uh, he would love to be loved. And, um, it's sort of sad in a way, but he does it to himself in terms of what he said this time, I, whatever, you know, what, what's he supposed to say? It's fine. You know, well, I mean, you got him saying that and then LeBron and the Lakers, they're whining about not getting calls, which was just hilarious to me. That 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 was another one. I feel like tonight maybe LeBron gets some calls. So there you go. Uh, that's the action tonight. Last night we did have the college football rankings. Not a particularly given that everyone won. It wasn't a particularly notable uh, ranking to be revealed. Ohio State one, Georgia two, Michigan three, Florida State four, Washington five, Oregon six. Texas 7, Alabama 8, Ole Miss 9, Penn State 10. I will ask you this. Okay. Why is Alabama, and I hate to say that Alabama's getting the short end of the stick because that's, it is Alabama. It's like Alabama, or it's like like LeBron complaining about not getting foul calls. But if you are an Alabama fan, do you have a legit complaint? Why are you, for example, at 8 and Oregon is at 6? You tell me, who has the better wins? I mean, so Alabama's got a win over Ole Miss at nine. Ole Miss at nine. Tennessee, Tennessee at, at 13, 13 and LSU at 19. Right? Alabama Correct. has three. And so Oregon's wins all, are Utah. Utah all, all they've got that's ranked is Utah. Yes, because they, they didn't play Arizona. That's it. That's all All they got is Utah. Why I mean, is Oregon ahead of Alabama? Honestly, I think it's probably eye test because Oregon's one loss is a – Field goal, you know, the game, the game, they miss a field goal to send it to overtime it on was, the road. They against, lost on the road against the correct. Whereas right. Alabama lost by double digits at home. Oregon's loss, Texas. It, Oregon's loss is better than Alabama's correct. loss. QL quality loss, but Alabama's wins are startlingly better than Oregon's wins. Oregon is, um, uh, I mean, Texas, Texas is still ahead of Alabama purely on the strength of the head-to-head, right? Yes. Um, just like Washington, well, Washington's had Oregon because uh, they beat them, uh, and so that makes sense. Um, is there any scenario like we don't talk about what happens if Ole Miss beats Georgia a lot, right? But if Ole Miss beats Georgia, they still can't get to the SEC title game. It appears because Alabama would have to Alabama lose would have to lose to Kentucky and right. Auburn. That so seems- that's not happening. So uh, Ole Miss beats Georgia. Um, at that point, they'd really have. The best win of anyone has. Correct. Georgia's not lost at home since 2018. Right. And so you would have a better win than anyone else in the country. And you would have wins over 19 LSU and 23 Tulane. Is there any way that Ole Miss, again, this is stipulating beats Georgia. Any way Ole Miss gets into the playoff. So I, I don't dismiss it. There's never been an 11 and 1 SEC team that got left out. I think the problem that well, Ole- first of all you need you would need Alabama to beat Georgia very clearly, right? In in the in the See, I think I would actually argue the opposite. Oh, you want to be the second SEC Correct. team. So you would need you need you beat Georgia, Georgia's still going to win the East. Then I see, and you've got a head-to-head over Georgia, Correct. so you can't be the second. And Georgia if Alabama the takes second. the second loss, even though it's the SEC championship game, if they take the second loss, we've seen that usually knocks them out. So there you are. I think you would have the chance that as 11-1, and one, you beat the SEC champion. You, you would set up that path. The problem with that is you're going to need a scenario where— Wait, so in that scenario, it's, it, Georgia beats Alabama. Correct. And you've beaten Georgia, so Correct. that's your claim, and Alabama's gone. And so you need then two SEC teams. Correct. And all you need then is—I mean, you're going to have a Big Ten team, There's, right? You're going to have a Big Ten team. I, yes. I mean, There's I, no scenario you're not going to have only a Big way, Ten team. The only way that you could talk me into it is if Penn State beats Michigan— Uh-huh. And then Michigan beats Ohio State, yeah. And somehow in the tiebreaker, Penn State ends up going. Seems so unlikely. So let's let's say, let, but you could have Florida. You could have Florida State lose a game and and have no ACC team, right? Correct. You could have they could eliminate themselves. Yes. 
Um, Texas could take another loss. You could have Texas take another loss. And then you could have Oregon lose again and still play Washington in the title game and then beat Washington. Or, you know what I mean? Like, so you, you get Oregon with another loss, but they still make their way to the title game and they beat Washington. And then that probably eliminates both of them. It's a, it's a big stretch, but um, it is interesting that we arrive at this part of the season and you can figure out a way that Memphis can be in the absolutely in the American athletic and in the, in the American uh, uh, title game and you can figure out a way that all miss can be literally in the playoffs yeah and I mean both of those things still happening I think the I Memphis- mean for, ten- for Tennessee also like I don't playoff probably feels a stretch but if Ole Miss beats Georgia Tennessee then gets Georgia the next week and you can play in the SEC title game oh that's true too that's true too Tennessee needs almost to beat Georgia. Now Tennessee has to beat Missouri as well this week. Right. So uh it's been fun. Uh, anything that seems particularly outrageous to you last night? I really I I my biggest takeaway on the rankings this year is I kind of appreciated how it didn't feel like they were just shaking it up to shake it up. Like it was a they they dropped the teams that deserved to be dropped. They kind of slotted everyone else up and then they thought, hey, all the, the same teams won. We're just going to kind of keep the order. We didn't see anything that changed our mind. Ohio State, despite beating Rutgers, if you watch the game, you weren't super impressed with Ohio State. Georgia had a tough win against Missouri. It wasn't a bad win. Like, they didn't look poor, but like they didn't, to me, like they didn't, they didn't make a claim that they should jump them. And then Michigan is still yet to play anyone. We haven't found anything out. Florida State goes and wins at Pitt with a lot of weapons out. Like they just kind of said, like, "Hey, we didn't we didn't see anything that changed our minds." And like I appreciate that because I feel like at times this committee has tried to make better TV than they have rankings. In terms of who else could be mildly offended, um, honestly, some of the group of five, like there's Iowa at twenty two. You know, Iowa, the ugliest team in America, the mm-hmm. ugliest winning team in America. And there you've got Fresno at 8-1, and one, have won 17 of 18. You've got Liberty at 9-0. and oh. uh, You've got Toledo at 8-1. and one. They've lost to Illinois on the road by two points. You've got, like, it's just, we'll give you the one group of five team, and that's it. Yeah. Like, that's just what they, you know. Yeah. Um, and so there was that. And then, of course, we did have more Michigan news, and I think you nailed this precisely when a, a week ago or two weeks ago or whenever it happened with the, the the snitching we now have well two stories one uh, michigan is accusing uh, rival teams of of swapping uh, of 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 sharing their signs their their signals and Jeff, evidently sharing them electronically sharing them electronically which is I guess bad sportsmanship. Well, the, the electronics is the part of that they're fighting. Is it's not the sign stealing. It's the electronics. Correct. It's the electronics scouting. It's the electronics scouting. Rutgers, Ohio State, and Purdue. And so, uh, you know, whatever. We have exactly as you said. Just as once upon a time we saw the mud slinging back and forth in the SEC, we are now seeing it. Tell uh, us in, in Michigan. And uh, and then we have the separate story from the Wall Street Journal about Connor Stallions that when he I loved this. <laughs> when he uh, he buys a house in Ann Arbor, Connor Stallions is of course the the supposed mastermind of this sign stealing scheme. The rogue. The rogue. He's the rogue, the, agent. he's the rogue agent. He bought a house in Ann Arbor. And very quickly, his neighbors filed a complaint because there on his porch, on his front deck, on whatever you want to call it, were about 18 old vacuums. Oh, I think it, it might have been more than 18. It may have been 18. And there were... Um, the, it, there wasn't an inch of free space. He, he, was, he was evidently the rogue, the mastermind, whatever you go, was was on the side running a vacuum refurbishment business... Mm-hmm. Um, to make some extra coin. Correct. That's an enterprising entrepreneur. Young man. That is an entrepreneur. Sounds like also he's good at fixing things. It goes to sh- this story is really only crazy. It's not meaningful. Oh, it's hilarious. It's crazy. It's hilarious. Yes. It's not. 
This is not Penn State and Joe Paterno, ladies and gentlemen. No. No, this is not a Sandusky this type. This is not yeah, a like, Sandusky not... kind of matter we got here. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have used Joe, although we, who knows what his responsibility was. But it was, yes, this is, it's mostly hilarious. Absolutely. It's just mostly hilarious. Uh, and so there it's you. Also one of, it also shows one of my all-time favorite things. There's, there's no group of people out there that like to practice what they preach less than football coaches. Because the other thing that you just realize is, God, they're just sore losers. Like, they're just whiny <laughs> losers. This, the group of people that hates whiners the most on the planet, Our they're whiners, the whiniest people the on whiniest the planet. of whiners. Yes. That's exactly right. Um, all right. Uh, John Martin's going to join us next. Then we got Chris Harrington. Uh, then we have Sam Hardiman. It is a very busy show today. Uh, before that, I will tell you, if you've got calamity in your house, sadly, Connor Stallions is not going to come to your house to fix it. But the good folks at Service Master by Corner well, He does need a gig. Might well. He could be might well. But they wouldn't have the, wouldn't have the expertise, wouldn't have the, the – uh, listen, Service Master by Cornerstone is the number one uh, Service Master franchise in the entire country. And all you got to do to get them at that moment of need is to call 901-RESPOND. That's 901-RESPOND. So if a tree falls on your house, if your pipes burst, you got fire and smoke damage, you got mold damage, whatever it is, you got a, uh, there's a uh, 24-hour phone line. That's 901-RESPOND. They work with every insurance company and they have the resources um, to get to you and solve your problem quick. I've told you before, they've like, when the storms hit in Covington and they needed a new temporary school built, they could do that. They can certainly uh, help you out of your jam. It is Service Master by Cornerstone, 901 Respond. John Martin coming up next. It's Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Trista Crick with BetQL. The post-Luke Fickle era for the Cincinnati Bearcats has not gone swimmingly. They've lost seven straight and only covered one of them. This week, they traveled to Houston where the Cougars are coming off of a big upset of Baylor last week. Houston, a two-and-a-half point favorite, and you know what? I love that line. The Cougs have covered three of their last four, so take Houston against the spread against Cincinnati and thank me later. I'm Trista Crick, helping you be the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our clients' best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. 
We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments and securities involve the risk of loss. Fill your game day cooler with the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Smooth, real brewed tea with a 5% kick of alcohol. Look for the bright yellow cans. Twisted Tea. Keep it twisted. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Please drink responsibly. Vicks Vapo Stick delivers soothing, non-medicated Vicks Vapors in an easy-to-apply stick. <sighs> Vicks Vapo Stick. Comfort for the whole family. And try Vicks Vapo Shower for steamy Vicks Vapors. Use as directed. Vapo Stick for use ages 4 and up. Vapo Shower use for adults only. You know what? If you bought your diamond at Robert Irwin Jewelers and you wanted a bigger one, you'd only pay the difference. That's part of the RIJ way. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com. The Majestic Grill might just be that one place that can be everything to everyone. I'm not the person who first said that about the Majestic Grill, but I think it's absolutely true. It's the place to go for a downtown business lunch, and it's also the place to go before a show at the Orpheum. And it's also the place to go to sit at the bar and have a cheeseburger, and it's the place to go for a date or a special dinner out. So swing by their beautiful restaurant at 145 Main Street. The Majestic Grill is a slice of Memphis history that Denny and Patrick Riley have filled with a warmth that is hard to describe and harder to resist. As Tennesseans, we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state, thanks to your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. Hey, Kathy, you know, I've been seeing those State Farm commercials. You guys have built quite a team. Mahomes, Kelsey, Derrick Henry. Bundle my auto and Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Steve, we're proud of that team, and I'm proud of my team. Your team is awesome. I know firsthand. If there's a question or problem, they're on top of it. My name is on the sign outside, but it's my talented team inside that makes the difference. Hey, call Kathy Thurman Edwards, State Farm agent on Brookhaven Circle. 901-767-7744. I'm not as cute as Jake, but I'm better looking than a lizard. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Matty Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. The Fool's Gold Giveaway is here at Southland, where you could win big cash. Join us on Fridays and Saturdays in November, where 10 winners are drawn every hour from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. to win up to $5,000 cash. Earn entries daily. You'll get one entry for every 23 points earned plus five times the entries on mondays there's nothing foolish about the cash we're giving away so come on down to southland in november to go for the gold must be 21 plus play responsibly for help quitting call 800-522-4700 this week at target you'll find different early black friday deals get fun deals on the latest tech toys and video games plus smart deals on small appliances floor care and so much more at target you'll discover different early black friday deals each week and get what you need for the holidays fast with free drive up or score free shipping when you spend 35 dollars or use your red card at target.com get low prices and early black friday deals only at target exclusions apply love like this before <coughs> can't sleep with this cold honey <coughs> honey honey You need NyQuil Severe Honey. NyQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a dreamy honey taste. Feeling better, honey? Honey? I'll take that as a yes. Try NyQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu symptom relief. NyQuil Severe with honey flavor. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, fever. Honeylicious, best sleep with a cold medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Football and basketball seasons are in full gear, and BetQL is ready to help you win more consistently this year. BetQL is an absolute game changer if you're looking to find trends to help you win. Make smarter bets on spreads, totals, player props, and more. BetQL has already helped over 300,000 people with powerful analytics and community insights. Don't fumble the ball at the goal line or airball any free throws this season. 
Visit BetQL.com for their free daily analysis today. That's BetQL.com. Bank of America is the proud employer of over 210,000 teammates who go above and beyond to support their clients' financial goals. Like Emily, who helps clients create a plan to build the future they want, like a wedding, having kids, or retirement. All real achievements her clients have shared photos of. For all your financial goals, we're here to listen and help. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America N.A. Member FDIC Equal Credit Opportunity Lender. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. She nursed him there. Well, it's Wednesday. It means it's wine down Wednesday. That means you can get to Bounty on Broad for half price guests of wine, half price bottles of wine today, and also between five and six, twenty-five cent martinis. How about that? Twenty-five cent martinis between five and six. But don't stop there. Bounty on Broad is delicious, <laughs> particularly. The pork belly confit, just spectacular, and the fried oysters, and the lamb shank with gouda grits, and the brunch. Place is beautiful, and today, every Wednesday between five and six, twenty-five cent martinis. It's bounty on Broad four one zero eight one three one four one zero eight one three one two five one nine Broad Avenue. Joined now by John Martin. John is, uh, of course, he's on the radio every day from eleven to two. Unless he is serving uh, uh, our system of justice by being on jury duty, as he was on Monday. I'm an avid listener. No, there, there, there's other reasons. There's other reasons <laughs> when I'm not on the radio. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I got a trip to Aruba coming up for Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I got, uh, you know, I'm going to Vegas. So there's a lot of, uh, wait, there's a lot of other going, reasons. You're going, to, is that a, you're going to Aruba for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I mean, I said, you know what? It's wind down Wednesday. I'm going to book a flight. You're I'm going to book a flight. Are you being facetious? Yeah. Are you really going to Aruba for when, uh, for uh, Thanksgiving? That seems like an odd Thanksgiving spot. Well, I mean, it, honestly, for somebody that knows the dynamics of my family, that's really low for you to suggest. <laughs> Why? Because my father-in-law can't come to America. Oh, I see. I see. So Aruba was the place, the the neutral country that you went to. It just you were in yeah, Eastern Europe this summer. You were in Eastern Europe this summer. Yeah, we, we, and we said we ain't ever doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Aruba, and then you're also going to Las Vegas. This is very exciting, John. I appreciate you filling us yeah. in on. Although us. I will, I will be on air for in Vegas. I'll do the show from there. We appreciate you filling us in on your itinerary. What shocked me yesterday? Yeah, well, I've been saying like I, I want I want the record to be correct. Okay, like, that's fair. John's on radio unless he's doing right. jury duty. No, no, that's not, not true. true. That's not true. Did you feel left out? By the way, I saw this giant spread on Jason Smith over the Daily Memphian. Like, and you know, there there he is. Art, the f- beautiful photos, chronicled his whole career, the ups and downs. Really, it's a triumphant, a tri- story of perseverance, triumphant story. Um, and 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 did you feel left out? Oh, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> whatever. I you mean, know what it is. LeBron controls the media anyway. You know, and so yeah. I mean, yeah. you sound like I mean, Dylan Brooks like, here. It was a good, it was a good little story, you know. I mean, I thought it was, you know, uh, totally, uh, you know, nice to see my partner highlighted. You know, I mean, I think we're still kind of wondering why. Both of us, but hey, we'll take it. Well, and they can't really write about you because you work for the Daily Memphian. It'd be like doing a story on me. Yeah, Jeff no, Calkins, not, who's a great yeah, Memphian, like by the Daily Memphian, who works for the Daily Memphian. So they couldn't really do that. Yeah, well, yeah. Here's one of the things that struck me, though. I think of all the shows on the station, like just if you look at the comments to that story, or, or literally I, some, what someone said to me the other day, I think, of all the shows on this station... I think you all are the most polarizing in the sense that people love you more than they love any other show. 
and people hate you more than they hate any other show. I, I think that is totally true. Like, you are the most polarizing in a way that a lot of the, the greats in media are. Do you strive to be polarizing, or is you, do you just come out of the womb that way? Yeah, I mean, it's not something that I'm walking in the building now. Um, but it's not, it's not something that, you know, it's, you don't get to decide to be that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's, 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 uh, I'm, I'm in- hey, here he comes, here comes the polarizing one himself. John, John Martin. Thanks for having me. This has been, he's, he's fresh from Aruba. Um, yeah, being polarizing is not something that like, you know, you get to say, oh man, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? But polarizing, I want to be polarizing. I'm going to make sure that that's what I am. <laughs> You know, it's you just, agree with that assessment, though. Like, I, I, I think do. People I do. Love you all I more do. than anyone else, and yes. hate you all more than anyone else. The other day, I was literally don't share it unless it's nice. Okay, I'm, I won't I'm, share I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of people sharing the stuff bad that's stuff negative. Say, that's a good quality. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I tell people the same thing. Yeah, but um, you know, the the reality of the situation is that is that is how I am in life. I I I am who I am on air, off air. For the most part, right? I mean, obviously, it's a little exaggerated. It's a little like there, are, there are segments we do where I'm right. like intentionally being, right. yeah. you know, obtuse or whatever, right. and I'm just like trying to get a, you know, yeah, a rise out of Jason. But I've always found in my personal life that's how it is with me too. Um, that you either really, really like me and enjoy my company and think I'm hilarious <laughs> and all of these things, or you like you can't stand me, you know. And I can always tell when somebody, when it's both, like in person, you know, what I'm saying like I have a, I have a beat on. If somebody <laughs> listens to my show and doesn't like me, if I'm in public, I can tell. You know, there's something there. There's like a there's like tendencies. Like they don't want to make eye contact with me. Really? Yeah. Like the people that love my show, they will come up to me and talk to me. You know, and they'll say, "Oh man," they, you know, they make it obvious. And the people that don't also make they it also obvious. make it without knowing they're making a- exactly. it exactly. Like they'll, like because you know you can like notice their eyes right. and, and then they kind of look down they don't want to talk to you you know what i'm saying which again is fine i don't i don't demand to be liked by everybody um and i and i honestly think like in this business if you're polarizing you will have a job until you die <laughs> i mean i, right. I truly believe that um but and, it, and not, you're, and but you're polarizing not, too man you're polarizing as well i mean let's not sit here and act like you're not i mean I'm not as polarizing as no you are, you are. Well, i did have a guy just sunday just out of the blue on twitter just Tag me with F you, Jeff Hawkins. Like, but you know, you know why it was? Right. It was because I hadn't yet tweeted about the Memphis football game. And because they won, right. and he thought, I think the logic was they won. And so the reason you haven't tweeted is because they won because you hate Memphis football. And so F you. And yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? I was doing something else. Like, whatever. You know, my. My brother has prostate cancer. I was like, you know, I was, I was doing something else. I was right. focused on other things that day. And it well, was you, like, you don't need to bring, bring your brother into it. No, but it. I mean, like, real life happens, I guess is my point, in people's lives. And it's like, they think that I didn't tweet about Memphis football Saturday right. because I was... Doing it on purpose. Because I was like, whatever. And, and, but to say F you out of the blue, that's crazy. L- let, me, let me tell people this. If, if Jeff doesn't do something, it is literally only because... He didn't even think about doing it. it it's not <laughs> it's like this intentional. I, I barely get through the day, yeah, man. Like it, it, it's not an intentional. It's not a slight, right? It's not like an active, you know, I'm not going to de- tweet a damn thing about this program. It's literally Jeff was probably doing yoga or something and, you know, just it slipped his mind. It slipped my mind. It's um, never a, okay. an, an insult. The other thing, so though, it's a good thing I was listening yesterday. Young I was kids. listening yesterday. I was driving along and I was listening to you talk to Jessica Benson and I learned something about you I did not know. And that is that as a young feller, you loved the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, I did. That's like, that's it? That was, that was no, A number one? Dude, or very close? Yeah. Well, you got to understand who, like, I want to say mom and dad got divorced in that movie, right? Yep. Uh, and so that was. She said, I, Sally Field, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, Sally right? Field, yeah. She said, You're, you, I can't live with you anymore. Exactly. We're getting divorced, whatever exactly. else. And then she tried to take custody of the kids. Yes, yes. And and dad, you dad know. Dad dressed up as Mrs. Doubtfire to be close to the kids. And I always re- resented my dad. Like, why didn't you pretend to be a Scottish woman <laughs> just to get closer to me? With a big bosom. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, it was just a, it was an amazing movie, man. You watched it many times? Oh, over? all the time. And then like, well, whoo! <laughs> What were you doing? That there? was when her boobs Hello. caught on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, when her her her, her, her boobs. <laughs> yeah, she was like trying to talk she into was, the other room. Oh no, everything is fine. 
god. <laughs> Do we have the, we should play the scene if you film. can see if you can find the scene, Jeffrey. That, that was it was one of Robin Williams certainly and most then, underrated and then, work. And then Sally Field starts date some other dude. Here's Brosnan. Double O seven. Here's Brosnan, right? Yeah. And and she, he breaks the other oh, great subtle Robin Williams moment when he breaks the Mercedes. When what he breaks the, the you know Mercedes used to have their like <laughs> emblem on the front of the car and it yeah. would like be raised. Yeah, and he just broke it he off broke right it when off. they were. Yeah, oh, my dear, but uh, dude, that, no, Robin what? Williams actually broke, not Mrs. Yeah, Doubtfire. That movie yeah. is. I, I loved it too. It was like it was like you just rooted for Miss Doubtfire, you know, like <laughs> get him. Get him. <laughs> You know, get your kids back, Miss Doubtfire. Get Doubtfire. your kids back. <laughs> I, I need to watch it. I, I it does really... remind me of that very sad story of me when I, and again, like Julia and I got very amicably, amicably divorced and all, um, but there's still this moment when you're divorced, and I told this when I was on GP show, that I guess this is creepy. You could have a restraining order against me. Mm. But I used to pull into the driveway of our old house in my minivan and would fall asleep in my minivan so I could, like, be close to them. And then I'd set my alarm for 4.30 or 5 a.m. So I'd pull out and leave before, um, you know, before anyone woke up. You know, like, yeah. I just wanted to be near them. Yeah, that's uh, definitely uh, creepy. I, th I think we need to. <laughs> but it no, was no, like, no, it's, uh, even, it, even if I Julia had seen it. me, she wouldn't have called the police. Well, no, you were clearly she not a say, threat. What are you yeah. doing out here? Like, like, what are you doing out yeah, here? Yeah, no, honestly, that's, uh, that's, that's sad as hell. Uh, it's you know. sad as hell. You know, but, but, my, but my boobs never caught on fire, so there's a plus. Dude, I'm telling you, have you seen it? You of course seen I've it. seen yeah, it. it. I don't think it holds up that well. Oh, I think it holds up just fine. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's it's there's not much season in that movie that I recall, you know. So maybe in that in that uh, in that regard, but uh, <laughs> I just I thought it was just it was the funniest thing ever to me, like when his boobs caught on fire. And okay. he couldn't put it out. He couldn't put it out. <laughs> what was your uh, emerging thought from the? Because you, you after after DeAndre was declared finally not eligible, mm -hmm. you wrote a column. Um, about how listen, there's still a guy got plenty. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I agree with that. But I'll be honest, from their performance the other night, I came away more concerned. Not because it's fair, but because they have to do so much in the early part of the season. Yeah, and this looked to me like it could very well be a repeat of the last couple years when they figure it out. Mm -hmm. Because it didn't seem like they had figured it out yet. Yeah. Where they figure it out sometime in February or January yep. or February, but have done such damage to their resume. Like, I think it's a very, very, very possible, you know, clear possibility. Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a, it's pretty tenuous. And I think that, of course, is is why I play so much weight and why the analytics, I think, also play so much weight in the return of DeAndre Williams because he is – the only credible person on this roster that would have been returning. I mean, yeah, I know Jaden and Malcolm are, are back, right. but none of those guys like were producing like that, right, on, on, at a high level like DeAndre. So, so now you go from having at least sort of this 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 bellwether, this guy that's been in the program for three years that you could defer to. Well, now he's gone. And what has always worried me with with Penny, and we'll see how this sort of plays out. They're older guys, so maybe it's a little different. But it's like he's just that's been a weakness of his, a shortcoming of Penny. Has been establishing and 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 you know, um, handing out roles. I mean, it's just been a a, a short right, spot, and, uh, you know, for him. And I get that people liked it that Malco was rewarded with a start. Yeah, I, mean, on I, I, thought, I thought that was insane. I don't understand but it whatsoever. That's insane. Yeah, I I I think it's you're just, trying to establish roles. Right. Put Jordan Brown as your starting center. That's the role. And Malco, and, and, your role. And is I'm sure off like the bench. there was a disciplinary thing or something like that. I mean, that that could be or the a only, motivational thing. Yeah, whatever you want to say. But I just I I a the fact that we're already having to motivate somebody and a game hasn't even started yet. I mean, that's concerning for me. Um, Jordan Brown's a guy who I've talked to people in the offseason. They just said, you know, he's going to be a guy that has to have the ball. You know, like you're going to have to feed him to keep him engaged. So these are all things that are a little harder to navigate when you don't have that senior leadership, you know, that, I mean really senior leadership with DeAndre Williams. Um, so, so now you basically, like, who, who am I looking to? Who am I looking at? I mean, is it, is it just as simple as Javon Quinlan he plays point guard? Because I'm sure Caleb uh, Mills can can make that same argument. I'm sure Jordan Brown can make that same argument. I'm sure David Jones can make that same argument. Ja Jaquan Wall was the best player on the floor. 
you know, the other night. He can make that argument. So that's the problem. Is that I think everybody sort of has their own legitimate argument to be number one. And I don't know if, you know what I'm saying, that's something that you can just, you know, iron out three, the, four, the, five the, games in the, the season. The different on the bright side, what will help them get through this is there's so much more shooting. Like, you know, if you – if I, I do believe that. Like, and that will cover up a lot of ills if you're hitting threes in a way that this team has not historically done it. And so I do – but, yeah, I, I came away sort of concerned from Monday night. More more, more concerned yeah, I mean, than reassured. I mean, I, that's fair. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that you should, you know, panic or anything like that. No, I no, 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 no. Not panic. Like, I mean, Wouldn't I would panic. Never. I, I, look, I think Friday is a very winnable game for them. Um, uh, Missouri just did not look that impressive against uh, uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. They let Arkansas Pine Bluff score 79 points. Right. I mean, I know they scored 101, but you let Arkansas Pine Bluff come into your building and put up damn near 80 points. <laughs> right. I mean, so it, it, this is a game. I, I assume Missouri will be a short favorite because it's at home, but I, I think this is a game that Memphis should feel pretty confident in uh, in winning are you are you, am I droning on or are you just no, checking I was, the clock I was checking one thing that I wanted to ask you about. okay no, uh, no I'm, 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 we try to hold each other accountable here there are two um, there are two NFL questions I have okay how did you react with your Raiders just crushing it last week because it very clearly you wanted them to lose at this point yes but wasn't it all just such confirmation? Yes. Joyous confirmation yes. that the, the coaching change was needed? The only reason why I put that bet in before the season began was because of who the head coach was. Oh, and so the bet is over under what? Six and a half, which and, is probably dead at this point. I mean, they you know, they have the Jets this weekend. I assume they're probably going to win that game. Um, Jets are miserable, so that's going to get you to five. Then you have probably two left on the roster somewhere. Um so, no, I mean, the, the reason I put the bet in is because I thought Josh McDaniel was the worst coach in the, in the NFL. I mean, that's, that's the reality. And um, so now that he's gone. Right. Now that he's gone, it's, everybody's free, everybody's feeling good. You know, the rookie quarterback's in there, everybody's got some juice, you know. I mean, they, so you're happy to see him fired, but it's killed your bet. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, but that's, that's fine. I'll right. live, you know. I'll live with it. I lose bets all the time. You know, this is not going to be something that uh, devastates me financially. You know, what I, what I, I actually can root for this team now. I, I, too, am having wrestling matches in the locker room, of, you know, <laughs> symbolically. You know, I hated that. It was hard. It was impossible, actually, for me to be interested in them knowing how I felt about the coaching staff and general manager. They missed on every damn draft pick once again. You know, when you, when you have that, it's, it's a hell of a thing to be a fan, and that's the measure of a true fan, is I want this team to lose so much that they have no choice but to fire the current regime. Right. So we can get a new, new, you know, whole deal in there. Um, and we'll see. I mean, I just, I, just reading body language, like, it's obvious how much, you know, they appreciate the new staff and the new uh, front office. So I'm down with it. So give me one. Uh, how many bets have you placed on this weekend's NFL, act, this, this weekend's uh, NFL I, game? I have uh, three. All right. Uh, you want to tell us all three? Yes. Okay. Tell us all three. So this week we have. Uh, and and these numbers are gone. Right. Okay. <clears throat> these numbers are gone. That's why uh, you bet early. That's why. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, over, That's why you stop doing the betting segment on Friday? Because I mean, exactly. Right. I mean, I got to be trained. I mean, we could do it on Tuesday, but nobody wants to bet on Tuesday. Right. I mean, you guys, you guys are just uh, idiots. Giving away money. Uh, for, <laughs> over forty six and you. a half. Thank you, John. Houston. And, you, and John wonders why he's polarizing. That's right. You guys are I'm just trying to help idiots. you. I'm trying right. to help you. <laughs> you bet on Tuesday, you'll you'll probably win a lot more. Right. Go ahead. Uh, over forty six and a half, Cincinnati and Houston. Over, what is it? 46 and a half. And that okay. number is now 48. Right. So, again, very different. Uh, San Francisco minus two and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That number is now three. Again, very different. And then last night I played Cleveland plus six. That's still available. Cleveland plus six. At Baltimore. At Baltimore. What's your theory there? Um, Just a really huge uh, swing in terms of the number here. It's more of a number play than anything else. I mean, Cleveland was a 13-point favorite against Arizona last weekend, and now you're telling me there's a 19-point difference between Arizona and and Baltimore. There might be, but it's also a divisional game. It's also a divisional game that the uh, uh, Browns got absolutely walloped in in the first meeting at home, 28-3. to Um, We know how these AFC North – games go man they're like all 21 to 17 right. you know what i mean like it's it's physical the uh, the browns have the best defense in football um and i think the ravens I, I i do believe that they are deserving of super bowl 
like discussions because of the way they're constructed and how physical they are. They're built for the month of January. There's no doubt about it. But I do think there are they are due for some regular season regression. They've been killing everybody. Isn't I mean, it amazing to think back that no one made a trade offer for a credible trade offer for Lamar Jackson? Like no one. Like, that's true. He was available. He, he was like totally available. And like, are you kidding me? We're not doing that. Yeah. And yet Deshaun Watson, like you're. People are falling all, <laughs> yeah, over, people he, falling all over themselves. Sucks. The guy's a former MVP, yes. and no one— Well, the asking price was probably like— eh, Who knows what it was? Was it, it was it more than what Deshaun Watson's? What did, what did they get, what did they end up giving for Deshaun Watson? I don't, end up, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I just, multiple, I, just, multiple I just remember ones, the contract. Multiple ones, I mean, yeah. Yes. Um, all right, John, I appreciate it. Do you like those bets or no? I'll be listening. Um do I like the bets? I, gotta, I have to remind you, over 46 and a half. Yeah, I, don't, I have an opinion on that one. Uh, San Francisco minus two and a half. Trent Williams-Debo coming back against the I Jaguars. I think I like that one. And then we have uh, Cleveland plus six. 